You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Got an awesome show for you today. Later on in the hour, of course, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. Uh, we'll also be looking at uh, connected home technology. How would you like to be able to just walk up to your front door and have it open automatically for you, unlock automatically without having to put a key in? Well, it's funny because our smartphones are kind of like the um, remote control of our lives. Yes. But they're also our keys as well. And so we'll be talking about that a little later. Smart locks. I'm looking forward to that. Lots of stuff in the news this week, uh, Andy. <laughs> one funny one was the uh, uh, the Facebook service now that helps you forget about your ex. It, and probably heard about this uh, last few days, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it's so ingrained in our lives now. 1.5 billion people around the world are on it. A billion of those are active users. I mean, it's incredible. But yeah, what if you break up with someone? Do you want to see them in your newsfeed all the time? The pictures of them having good times? With their new significant other? <laughs> yes, it can. It's, it's almost like... And they like, probably don't want to see you either. No, no. and it, it can be really torturous because like, the, the thing about breaking up is you really need to have your space away. Yes. Uh, and thank God Facebook is doing something about it. And finally, Facebook's like, okay, <laughs> we understand that you know, seeing your significant other... Because you've got to understand, Facebook is run by algorithms. Yes. And so if you're with somebody and you're liking and you're sharing and you're with them all the time... It's just, it's just an algorithm. It thinks that you guys are friends or really close. Yes. And it does know your status as well because that's, that's the thing about Facebook is that you announce to everybody that you are in a relationship with somebody or you're engaged or you're married. They don't have the same kind of service to say that you have broken up. Like, no. But now what they're trying to do is make it easier when you do break up and you change that notification that that person, your ex, would not be on your newsfeed. And I think that's a smart move. Yeah, so typically, I mean, you'd probably unfriend your ex, uh, but they can still pop up in your newsfeed because, you know, you most likely have uh, related friends. Yes. So if your friends start posting stuff and tagging that ex uh, in their posts, their pictures or whatever, that still potentially would come up. But here's another issue. What happens if you unfriend, like one partner unfriends the other? Yeah. And like you're, to your point, you still have you know, a same network and yeah. you see them in person. That's an awkward conversation. It's like, yeah, I noticed you unfriended me. And now you're just putting salt to this breakup wound. So I think, I think it's almost uh, important that if you do break up with somebody, you talk about the breakup on social media as well because people are so intertwined online as well as in person. This is all really stupid, really, when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're, we're giving advice, like two techie guys talking about how to break up online. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, it's crazy. On to the next story. Uh, we talked uh, a lot about uh, music streaming services over the past few years. Uh, one of my favorites uh, up until recently uh, was RDO. Yes. And uh, this was a, a music service. You'd pay $10 a month, and you would have access to millions of songs at your fingertips, on your smartphone, on your computer. Uh, it was a wonderful service. It really was. But uh, they couldn't make it. It's kind of, this is going to be interesting. Uh, I hope like business schools do use this as a case study because RDO entered Canada four years before Spotify did. Yes. Spotify was really late into the game. But Spotify, I think, concentrated on uh, larger markets. Mm -hmm. And they had, uh, I guess, a deeper war chest as well. Uh, you know, at a certain point, uh, and, you know, I read the article about RDO. Basically, uh, they're folding up their operation. They're being bought out by Pandora um, because they just, again, couldn't make it. So Pandora is going to take it over, and the RDO brand will cease to exist. Um, but, you know, you're up against 
uh, Spotify that has, um, you know... 70 million active users. Yeah. Um, and I forget how many paying. I think 15 million paying uh, users. And RU just wasn't close. And on top of that, then Apple has gotten into the game. And Apple has a few billion dollars just to, to wait it out. <laughs> you know what I Apple, mean? did they not get into the game this June? It's only been like six months. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. So, you know, out of the gate, you're dealing with one of the largest companies in the world that has billions of dollars in cash to really develop any kind of business they want. So, they, you know, they want to develop their streaming music service. There's no way you can compete with that amount of cash. And on top of that, Apple's got over 800 million credit cards from their customers. And so it's a much easier sell for Apple to try to get people into music subscription than uh, you know, some of these smaller guys. So I think we're going to see some of these small guys uh, either fold or get uh, gobbled up by some of the bigger guys over the next year. Yeah, I totally agree. Consolidate. Even even like services like SoundCloud is changing a lot. They've they've uh, really changed the way that they're doing business because they're trying to find that that monetization business model. Audio, what they were basically going was, if we can scale big enough, we'll make money eventually. Yeah, that's the same business model Spotify was doing. Yeah. same business model that Apple was doing. But to your point, these guys are juggernauts. Yeah. You cannot compete with them, and that's why they were sold by to Pandora, which looks like is going to try to enter Canada once again. But the thing about RDO, and you were a subscriber of it, and what oh, I loved it. most people are, are missing about it was the community that was behind RDO. It was almost like a social network within that music streaming site of people suggesting songs or curating playlists. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to miss that were RDO fans. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I'd subscribed to RDO for a while now, but uh, when Apple uh, came out with their music service, um, it, it was just more compelling for me because I'm in the Apple ecosphere. And on top of that, uh, they had the family plan That's for right. $15 a month. There's five people in my family. And, um, you know, with the other subscription services, typically it was $10 for the first one. And then, you know, if you're lucky, it was another $5 for the second one, then, you know, $5 for the third one. So by the time I had all the members of my family on it, uh, you know, I'm up around 30 bucks. So comparing the just the platform itself, RDO and Apple Music, which one do you like better? Um. I like the Apple one better. Audio was good. Make no mistake. It was it was cool. Uh, but I'm just used to the Apple user interfaces. And, um, you know, it wasn't a big deal for me to switch, really. It's funny, eh, how, a, you know, a service that entered Canada early just could not compete once the other, the big players came in. It's, uh, it's, it's sad, but I, I agree with you. I think there's only going to be a two or three players left in the whole streaming music. Well, you know, they're not making huge amounts of money on the streaming services. Like, they're still pouring cash in it to develop their uh, their audience and their customer base. But the funny thing is we haven't even mentioned Google because they have Google Music as well. Yeah. And you've got these big players. Amazon, how, Amazon I, Music. Yeah, how do you compete against that? How do you compete? Yeah. They, these You're dealing with some of the largest companies in the world, like I said before, that have billions of dollars, and they will crush you. But what was interesting, and, and we just saw this uh, recently, Adele, you know, the, one of the biggest pop stars in right now, is not releasing her music on streaming services right away. She's going to direct to basically digital downloads or CDs. And I'll tell you why. Because she makes way more money doing that yeah. than doing the streaming service. And so I think you'll see some of the big artists that can do that. Um, you know, the Adele's, maybe Taylor Swift for her next album. Um, they will try to sell it 
via CD or digital download first before they go to the streaming services. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the early adopters in tech because whenever a new tech, like say a console comes out, say yeah. the new uh, Xbox or PS or PlayStation, they'll charge a lot right at the release because they know these guys have to have it right away. Of and course. that's very similar in the music industry as well. You're going to, if you're a fan or super fan, you're going to get that download no matter what. If you have to pay for it or if you can stream it, you're going to get it no matter what. When we come back from the break, we'll uh, be talking about digital locks for your home, making it easy to get in and out without having to put a key in, but a digital key. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Brar. We're broadcasting across the country on the Chorus Radio Network. You can also listen to us online at cknw.com. And we're also periscoping video via the Twitter Periscope app. You can download that for free for iOS and Android. Uh, our handle's at Get Connected now. If you're on your computer, you can also just uh, enter that handle and somehow find us. I haven't tried that before, but apparently people are doing it. On the browser? Yeah. Yeah, I tried it one day when uh, AJ was filling in for me. Yeah. And uh, it works really good. All you have to do is you just go, the easiest way, if you want to find us, our, our Periscope feed, is just Google Get Connected Now, Twitter. That'll give us our Twitter page. Yeah. You'll see the link for the Periscope feed. You click that and ta-da. It's crazy. We're, we're going to be on your browser, live video. Got to like it. I want to talk about digital homes now. This is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. We've got a tech expert, a local tech guy here, Elliot Chun, in the uh, studio. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Uh, I'm fascinated by this because uh, I love this connected stuff. I'm starting to kind of connect some of the light switches and stuff in my house now so I can control them via my iPhone. But this new lock, it's from August, called the August Lock is fascinating. If you haven't seen this thing, you got to Google it and go to their webpage because it's amazing what it can do. And tell the listeners what it's about. Yeah, so I think what I love about this is there's already been smart locks already entered in the market. And I think what's really great about this particular SKU by August is it goes in on the inside of your door. So if you look at it online, you'll see there's four different colors. And really, the color doesn't matter. You can actually match your hardware or have a, a red color, if you'd like, to make it really stand out. But it's on the inside of the door. And I think that's key in what separates it from anyone else that's come out. Because if I'm a, a condo owner, and I know that there's strict strata rules, and I can't have changing my hardware yeah. and then you know it's going to cause a yeah some a crazy futuristic lock right exactly yeah. i'll get a lot of complaints i'm sure and that thing will get torn out so what's nice is condo owners can now celebrate you can actually put this into your condo and to your point mike everyone just loves that it's wireless and more importantly too if you want guests or have access or control of your guests especially if you're, if you're doing the rental thing you've got full control so tell us elliot how, how does it work like people uh, you know we take it for granted how these new smart locks work but just explain to the average listener what happens when you come to your door and what you have to do to open it? Yeah, definitely. So I think first and foremost, it's labeled as a DIY project. However, there's a very much a, a do-it-for-me type customer. Um, I'm kind of walking that line of I could do it, but if I can have someone like, say, a Geek Squad do it for me, that's available to you. But I think first and foremost, it's really easy to install. It takes about 15 minutes once you take out your hardware. You really just need a screwdriver. And then when you do plug it in, it's literally just using your Wi-Fi your smartphone as your central hub to control everything and to connect to and be your control mechanism. And then it's there as a lock that can use either manually if you want to keep it old school or, you know, maybe your mom or dad are coming over. My, no, my, my folks would rather do the, I want to still use the key and lock the, lock the door accordingly. So that's still available to you. And then for your high-tech folks, like when you guys come over, I'll gladly text you the key to come into the home. You, you text it. I could literally text you access to come into the home or have you install the app, and then I give you permission and say, 
Yeah, Mike's on my okay list. Okay, so how does that work? How does if you're texting, what technology is it? Bluetooth that's opening the lock? Yeah, exactly. So it's Bluetooth. So obviously, if, if you're if you just have the lock and you're within a, a certain proximity of your home, it's about twenty feet where the range of Bluetooth can can connect to, whether you're upstairs or or approaching. Uh, and I think what's really nice about that range is if you can set if you set the rule of hey, from fifteen feet, my driveway to the door. I want the door to sense that and unlock as soon as I pull into my driveway. You got your bag of groceries. Maybe you got the hockey bag on your back as well. And then it unlocks and you just do the little elbow, elbow jimmy to open the door. Voila, you've got it. On the other side, what I love is there's no more guesswork of, shoot, I got to catch the train to get into Burnaby to my office. So now I can actually just see on my, my app, the August app, is it locked or is it unlocked? And if I forgot, I can wirelessly do that and... You, also added another device called the August Connect. It's a little $60 uh, gadget that just plugs into your wall outlet. What's cool about that is you can literally be on a beach in Mexico or up in your upstairs master bedroom and also control the lock from the comfort of your bed or, or the beach. It kind of gives it. you a peace of mind if you forget, did I, did I lock the door? And then you can just manually, remotely lock it from wherever you are, provided you have an internet connection. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Internet's key. The smartphone, of course, with the Bluetooth already built in is key as well. And then August, you may have heard, uh, has expanded their own ecosystem, if you will, where they've got new products now that are available for pre-order, such as a keypad. So you can keep it a little bit more classic, you know, high-tech, uh, you know, keypad access. old school, kind of. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And, and give it to, <laughs> give it to uh, you know, the handyman. You could say, yeah. hey, here's my code. And you can obviously easily change that after he or she leaves. And then they also got a doorbell, which has a built-in camera so now you've got this whole uh, outdoor well, that's interesting system. so if uh, a delivery guy comes he can ring the doorbell and you can talk to him yep you can talk to him as well as then obviously the lock comes in handy and it's part of that whole creating yeah. your own system and you can unlock it this is so, something i need because I'm, I'm buying more and more stuff from amazon yeah and i use my my shipping address but i'm not home yeah. So this would be great if somebody came I can be like can you just go to the back and just put it on the on the deck there or you could let them in. Yeah, you could let them I, in. I don't know if I would do that. I'd have to have webcams inside my house and <laughs> take it to a whole another level, right, with like two-way audio. But you know that's the thing cuz uh, you know I get stuff courier to my house sometimes and UPS for example, um, if I'm not there, they're not going to leave that package on the door and then it goes, you know, away and they have to come back or or even perlator is even worse because uh, they'll just take it to their uh, pickup depot in and Langley, a, and then yeah. I got to drive yeah. forty minutes out to Langley to get the stupid package. I could just say, "Hey, you know, the door's unlocked. Can you just put it on the inside?" Right, and I'll know how long it takes them because apparently you get notifications when people come in and out. Exactly, absolutely. You get notifications from the app. You can set those alerts how often you want them, uh, if you want them at all. But most people do like to have them, and I think you raise a good point too with the whole surveillance aspect of it. This is a Works with Nest product. So for those Nest fans out there, it's owned by Google, as you guys know. Um, Nest is actually became very popular. They now have a third-generation thermostat. And this whole Works with Nest is using that thermostat to trigger also and work with this lock. So let's say, for example, you know you're going to be home at, at 5.30 today, and you, you, you know that every Saturday that's your, your system. Then it'll recognize once that door unlocks and Mike is home or Andy's home, then I'm going to kick on the heating because it's a little bit chilly now in Vancouver. And you can set these rules and have it work with Nest and just use one app if you want. It's, this whole works with Nest makes things easier. And then they even have the Nest Cam, which used to be the Drop Cam, which is also something you can take care of the surveillance. Make sure if someone is coming in your foyer, you know who it is. That's, a lot of, that's lot of different, crazy. I know. There's a lot of different players because there's another one. I think it's Echobee. Mm-hmm. It actually has motion detection. So it knows if you're, say, on the top floor and people are around, it will turn the heat on. 
But if you're not there, say you're at home or, or sorry, you're at work or at school, it'll turn the heat down because it doesn't detect any motion. It, it, like, the homes are getting really smart these days. Yeah, but from what I hear about this August lock and obviously the Nest stuff too, it, it works. Mm-hmm. It's not Mickey Mouse. It just kind of works all the time and quite well. Absolutely. And you know what? Home automation has been now around for a couple of years. And I think what's really nice is w- this is considered mature phase now yeah. in technology. So the fact you've got a third generation thermostat from Nest, you know, Echobee's in the game. They're a Canadian company and they've got a little bit different in terms of their thermostats by not only motion, but having sensors in each different room as well or each floor. So you can have that perfect temperature all the time. But I think, yeah, the, because the things have matured a bit more, August obviously now rolling out more products for their ecosystem. They're really confident in it. It's just a plus to the consumer. You could also get rebates if you get the Nest right now. You can get rebates from, uh, from Hydro, I think, from BC Hydro yeah. here in British Columbia if you make that investment because you're going to be lo- using less energy because you're getting smart. If you're not home, there's no need to heat your home up. But as soon as you come in or you're about to come home, you can schedule it so it heats up. So it makes it very, very smart. Definitely. Cost savings is huge, especially when it comes to thermostats this time of year uh, with energy bills. And and you can do it remotely, which is incredible. Thanks for joining us, uh, Elliot. Uh, This August lock uh, available to a bunch of retailers and and Best Buy and Geek Squad as well. Yep, absolutely. We're going to open up the phone lines now, taking any of your tech calls and questions when we come back from the break. We'll be your on-air tech support or uh, help you with some buying advice. 604-280-9898. The long distance number anywhere in North America is one eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. Again, locally, six oh four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. When we come back, more of your calls. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy here. We've uh, got uh, our tech uh, friend uh, Elliot hanging out for the call in portion as well. He might chime in if he uh, has some answers too. We're uh, taking your calls, 604-280-9898. Long distance anywhere in North America, one eight seven seven three nine nine. Nine eight to nine eight. Going to jump here to uh, Scott. Hey Scott, how you doing? Oh, very well. Um, so I was kind of um, uh, a little bit uh, uh, annoyed to hear RDO leaving, and I have a question. I was a fan of RDO, particularly because uh, they seemed to cover a lot of obscure. My interests were like uh, um, uh, post punk and obscure stuff from uh, the early eighties, and I found that iTunes compared to RTO was uh, very limited. Yeah, I don't know if you've got any uh, idea who which service might cover that kind of niche the best of them. Yeah, I know it's a great question. Uh, I know they've been uh, acquired or gobbled up by Pandora, so we'll have to see you know what happens with their uh, their music library that uh, they have if they're going to implement that or not. Uh, unfortunately, you're just going to have to try out some of the other services. Uh, you know, obviously. Apple Music is Apple Music, so you're probably already familiar with it since you you know do iTunes. Uh, there's also uh, Google, Google Music. Uh, Deezer is another one as well. I haven't used Deezer much. Have you? What about what about Groove Shark? Whatever happened to Groove Shark? I don't remember know. that. <laughs> it's been it's, a long time. I don't know if it's groovy anymore. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a great question. Uh, Ario did build up quite a catalog. I think they had 30 million songs. Yeah, I didn't even know there was that many songs in the in the universe really. They, they found them. Uh, so, yeah, we'll uh, keep our, our ears open uh, for that, Scott. And uh, if any listeners have any uh, suggestions. I would, I would try Spotify. Yeah. Just give Spotify a check. I, I, too, listen to very obscure 80s music. It's really like if you had a really bad 80s movie, that kind of music that they would play, <laughs> that's what I really like. The more cheesy or the better. And yeah. I found a lot on Spotify through some playlists. Yeah. And uh, it's cool because I'm like you. I have a multi-room system. Yeah. So I just play these playlists with thousands of songs on it. And whenever I like one, I just add it to my playlist. And so I'm curating these uh, really obscure 80s songs. So I definitely check Spotify. 
Going to jump here to some more calls. 604-280-9898. We've got Bob on the line. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm excellent, thanks. Uh, what's your What's your question for us? I have... Actually, let me just turn my radio down. Sorry about that. I have a uh, an iPhone 4S where the uh, Wi-Fi is no longer connecting. Uh-oh. I brought it into the geniuses at Apple. Yeah. And uh, they plug in the phone, give me a diagnostic saying there's nothing wrong with the phone, um, but if it's not connecting, something must be fried. Yeah. So it's not worth trying to get it fixed by a new phone. Uh, what would you guys suggest? Yeah, that's a, a great question. And obviously you, you love your 4S. Uh, well, yeah, it's a convenient phone. That, other than not connecting to the Wi-Fi, works perfectly well. Yeah, Andy, any suggestions there? I know there's these uh, third-party, there's like a million of these cell phone repair stores uh, out there. You might want to, uh, you know, check one online, uh, Yelp one to see, uh, you know, one that has some good ratings and uh, check out the pricing they have if they can even fix the Wi-Fi in, in the phone, if it's even worth it. My gut tells me uh, for those types of things, uh, it'll probably be like 75 bucks to 100 bucks. So then you've got to just start doing the math. Is it worth it to fix that? The thing about cell phones or smartphones these days is they really have a two-year kind of life cycle, what they call planned obsolescence. So even the charging, the battery, you'll notice after about two years, your battery does not have the same uh, power as it did before. And that's just the way that these lithium-ion batteries are, are designed so that they lose their charge after so many times. And so <laughs> I think that's for a reason because they want us to keep upgrading our smartphones. Um, so to Mike's point, you have to go – you can find these um, – little shops, smartphone shops to do repairs. But the question is, is it worth it at that point? Uh, yeah. what, is, it worth, is it worth 50 bucks? Maybe. Yeah. But when you start getting up at 100, you know, you can buy unlocked phones, new ones for 100 bucks now that are faster and have more features. And economics, I think, is what I would also add as well, where, yes, you can pay for the repair, but then there's also services where you can actually trade in your phone for that new device as well. Yeah. And oftentimes you get, like, a gift card, or you can put that towards your new device. So maybe instead of paying $75, $50, you're now getting back $100, $75 for that. Another good tip is if you have an old iPhone, don't upgrade the to the new uh, OS because it slows it down. Your battery's going to drain even more. So if it works... Don't fix it. <laughs> That's my motto. Yeah, sorry, Bob. It's probably not the answer you want to hear, but it, it just comes down to how much you want to pay. My gut tells me if one of these little shops can fix it, it's going to be upwards of you know seventy-five to hundred bucks on it. So at that point, is it worth it? And to your point, Elliot, you can a lot of times trade these things in as well mm-hmm. and get uh, get the money. We're uh, open line here and get connected. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. We're also uh, toll free here at one 18- eight. One eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. You think I'd memorize that by now? You know, and you still years. look at the number each week, and you say it every week. You haven't memorized it. It well, you know, boggles I so, my I mind. I got so much Mike. stuff in my head. If I put that in there, I'm going to forget my kids. It's name. over. Then. I'm going to forget my kids' names. It's that simple. <laughs> I'm old. We're going to jump here to uh, Carter. We've got Carter on the line. Hey, Carter. Are you there? Uh, I think we've uh, lost Carter. Well, on that note, we'll uh, take another break. When we come back, we will take more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got uh, our tech friend Elliot Chun here as well to help us uh, with some of the uh, calls. 604-280-9898. We're going to jump here to Paul. Hey, Paul. 
Hello, good morning. Good morning. I'm one of your regular listeners here. I, I don't, this is the first time I've called into the show, actually. Oh, great. Thanks for calling. However, I, uh, I see LD has, I'm looking for a 4K Samsung television. Yes. It's a small room. I'm looking at 40 inch. They've got it on special today until the 26th. Yeah. But it is curved. Yeah. Now, would you recommend using a curved television yeah, on, uh, in a small room? Yes, yeah, a, a great question. Uh, guys, your thoughts? There's a couple of things. The Curve, we've tried Curve uh, televisions in our studio. They're beautiful. They, they are beautiful, and they do have some advantages. One is it can prevent the reflections from your window from hitting your television. So that's one reason. If you have a, a big window or lots of light, of course, when you want to watch movies and, and such, uh, you want to keep it as dark as possible. And so that kind of helps. Uh, the viewing angles, it really depends on your room to see how much the, the different kind of viewing angles, but it's not that bad. It actually works pretty good. Um, I, w- I would recommend getting it if, if it would fit your room and if you kind of, because when you're sitting in, in the center of it, it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's kind be- of cool. It's, beautiful. it's very immersive. Like yeah. you feel like you're inside like this like warp zone of uh, content. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I had a curved monitor on my desk. That's right. Before you broke I, it. Until I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting it fixed. We're getting it fixed. I still don't know how I broke it. But Ellie, what are your thoughts on uh, the, the curved TVs? Yeah, it's, it's certainly caught a lot of people's attention, and, and the two Korean manufacturers that was were mentioned are certainly at the forefront of this, and I agree with you. It, I think it's all about positioning. If you're someone that knows this is my, my quarterback, armchair quarterback chair that I like to sit in and watch TV, yeah. and you know you can center it as such, and you're only sharing it with maybe one other person, I think it's a great viewing experience. If you're someone that wants to put on a mount and swivel it to your kitchen, if you're in a condo like me, then may not be the best viewing experience yeah. because you're going to lose some of the angles, and you may not catch everything you're looking for when you're... So while I have you here, this is a really geeky question. Mm-hmm. Um, you got two big players in the television market right now, LG with their OLED technology, organic light emitting diodes, and then you have Samsung with their SUHD televisions. Which ones do you like? Oh, man, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. <laughs> I, I, I can't make my decision. You know, I've owned both units, and I think at that point when the viewing experience is, is so good, and if you're a real um, you know, movie file where you want to like see that 4K experience and watch only Netflix uh, shows that are in 4K, then I think you do want to have a, a real side-by-side comparison and really mm-hmm. decide. The nice thing is if you do buy a TV and you don't like it, certainly take up the retailer up on their uh, return and exchange offer. So let's say our, our viewer on the line doesn't want, uh, doesn't like the Curve experience after he got, gets a hot deal on it, maybe with Black Friday around the corner, then for sure take it back and take people up on that and, and go to with what you really want. I think at the end of the day, the viewer's got to be happy. And then the battle of 4K versus SUHD, really they're both pushing the same type of thing at the end of the day, an ultimate viewing experience. And for me as a buyer, I usually then look at price. What, what will yeah. the wife allow me to spend at the end of the day? And, and is, do I really see a difference here? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 4K, that's, uh, I think it's going to be interesting uh, this Black Friday and through to Christmas how big of a thing that's going to be. So all the new TVs uh, have that ultra-high definition. They call it 4K. Uh, the challenge, though, is there's just not huge amounts of content out there yet. Right. Yeah. And, and I think at this point, too, for your average consumer, it's really tomato-tomato to them. Yeah. Which is why I definitely encourage uh, price being a big factor. And then try it out. Yeah, if you can get a 4K television for a good price, definitely get it. It's yeah. amazing. But we're going to see more 4K content. You know, Rogers announced that they're going to start streaming like the Blue Jays games in 4K. That's going to be a game changer. Of course, Netflix is in the game as well, streaming 4K content. Yeah, but the challenge is how do you get Netflix in 4K to your TV? 
So some mm-hmm. of these TVs are smart and they've got it built in. Mm-hmm. But yes. uh, then you got to if you don't have a smart TV, um, you have to get a box, and then you have to get the right box. The like components a, too. Yeah. 4K HDMI cables. But Netflix is working with all the TV manufacturers to put that codec right inside the television to to basically give you 4K content, especially if you have one of these ultra HD televisions. Uh, you, you want great content to watch it on. And there's that whole up conversion feature yes, as well in these yes. TVs, which is being marketed, and, and that's also worth giving a look. Going to quickly jump here. We'll try uh, Curtis again. Curtis, you there? Yep. Hi. What can we do for you? Yeah, hey, um, I was thinking, I'm trying to get a new software, a new system set up so that I don't have to, because I travel a bit, so I don't, but I usually have to carry around those thumb drives and copy it over and try to remember what I did work on, and then i got to copy it back to my computer. So I'm yeah. trying to figure out the best way to, to uh, sync up the either the hard drives or do I need to get that go to your computer software or something like that? Yeah, great question. You know, uh, what I found really easy now is going with like a, a cloud uh, back, or, you know, cloud drive type system like uh, OneDrive or iCloud. Uh, you know, Microsoft's got OneDrive, and I think you even get free storage yep. on, on that. Uh, if you need lots, you can buy more for a few bucks a month. But honestly, if you set up the app on your, um, you know, your laptop and your desktop, just have everything saved into that OneDrive. Uh, and it saves it up to the cloud. So no matter where you are, no matter what computer, laptop, or whatever you're using, um, even iPhone uh, or Android phones, uh, you can access that, that file. Now, and it's if, always there. If you have a Gmail address, I recommend going with Google Drive because you get a lot of storage. And I've migrated everything because Dropbox was the original cloud storage solution that everybody yep. used. But I've moved everything from Dropbox to Google Drive. And that's where I basically keep all the files that I need for like the rest of my life because uh, I'm always going to have a Gmail address and it's really easy to access. So between OneDrive with Microsoft Solution and Google Drive, there's a lot of free uh, options. If you're in the Apple ecosystem, of course, they have iCloud as well. But uh, you really have to decide. Do you want to pay for it or do you want a free option? What do you use, Elliot? Um, actually, I was agreeing with Andy not in my head because I'm a Gmail user and so is my wife. And it's so easy just to freely share files, yeah. videos, etc. It comforts me to know that we are using the same tools. We can share some <laughs> files, Andy, right after this. I, I think so, yes. Well, you better start getting used to OneDrive because in the office we're going with uh, Office 365. Oh, it's funny. I was thinking about that too. Yeah. Yes, with Windows 10. I wanted to talk to you about that. But I think we should migrate to uh, – because we're on the Exchange server. Yeah. And I think it's mm-hmm. time for us to really make that big jump. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll do a show on uh, Office 365 as well because uh, we've been you know, purchasing the software before and we've got a server in our office. And uh, by going to this new Office 365, oh, my God, I can't believe how much money we're actually saving. Well, yeah, I've been and, using it. And just the hassle as well. I'm using it as a personal account, and it's changed my life. So, of course, I think it's great for businesses as well. When we come back from the break, one of my favorite uh, parts of the show, App of the Week with Christina. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. It's that time of the week, app of the week with Christina Stoyanova. Thanks for coming in studio. Thanks for having me. So what do we got this week? Uh, we have an app called Pad Mapper. So, sorry, what? Pad Mapper. Pad Mapper. That's right. Map your pad. Yes. It, well, it's actually not very new, so you might, Andy might already know about this one. Nope. No? Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, it's an app to help you look for an apartment. And in a city like Vancouver, that comes in handy because it's not that easy to find a place here. To rent? Yes, to rent. Pad Mapper. Yes, correct. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. How, how does this work? Because I think most people use just Craigslist. Does it connect to Craigslist or something? Uh, you know what? It's interesting. It used to. And then 
um, Craigslist actually sued them. And so they actually settled this, I think, back in June. But uh, And now there's no places for rent on Padmapper, is that? <laughs> well, no, there's just, they're not pulling in Craigslist listings anymore, but they're pulling listings from over 100 other places. Oh, okay. And they're also allowing um, landlords to post things themselves. Oh, perfect. So it's still a great app and it shows you everything on a map so you can, you know, drill down to the exact location where you're looking. You know, I wish this was, this technology was available back when I was your age, for example, if I wanted to rent an apartment in the old days, you had, had to, to pound the pavement. I had to find a newspaper. It was a newspaper, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and hope that the listings were in there. And then I had to phone, and yeah, it was crazy. Now you know it's funny because I have a, a little place that I I rent out a little suite, and what I do is I do like virtual tours on on YouTube, and I just take my smartphone and I just walk around and I edit this little video with really pompous music and make it look way better than it really is. <laughs> <laughs> and it works because I posted on Craigslist with that link and people get a tour. So the people that actually call me have already seen the place. So they're kind of qualified. But to your point, back in the day, you never had that. And I think PadMapper helps that as well because you're going to obviously be able to put photos. My yeah. question is, can you put videos though? I'm not sure about video. It does support photos for sure. That's all you care about, Andy. I, 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 I got to show you this. crazy videos. I got to show you the link. It's hilarious. Everybody comments and like, that's a funny video. So PadMapper, do, does it show like how much the places cost as yeah, well? Yeah, so you can See, that's awesome. actually filter by pricing and location. number of bedrooms. Yes, location. Pets? Um, there isn't a filter for that. I didn't see one anyway, but there really should be because that's a really challenging thing in Vancouver is finding a place that will allow you to bring your pets in. And does it just work in Vancouver or other cities as well? It's in other cities as well, yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Now, the million-dollar question, is it free? Yes. Do they make money? Is there a subscription or a paid service? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure what their their. Uh, what is their angle? I would wonder. Angle what the, the is. Angle. Me too. Me too. Like you, you can't just make an app for free. There's there's something there's something there. Anyway, it's available on iOS and Android. App of the week, Pad Mapper, available uh, for pretty well most uh, platforms. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. Contest this week, Andy. We're giving away a Logic Aircraft Shell 360 for the iPhone 6. Sorry, run that by me again. Logic Aircraft Shell. Okay. 360 for the iPhone 6. It's a one millimeter thin case for your iPhone 6, and it's made from durable polycarbonate aluminum grade um, aluminum. Sorry, aircraft grade aluminum for your phone. So it's. How have you hidden this from me? Well, there's a reason why I didn't bring this. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I was going to show it to the Periscope viewers today, yeah. but I knew that you would take it. So you got to enter this contest before Mike ever sees this. Just go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com for your chance to win the Logic Aircraft Shell 360 for the iPhone 6. I got to start intercepting your shipments because that sounds like <laughs> I, something that I, I would like. So it's a, made out of aluminum? It's made out of aircraft-grade aluminum. So okay. That's the thing about these iPhones is that they're so thin and so beautiful. You don't want to put a thick case on it. It kind of ruins the experience. So yeah. finally, you get a, a manufacturer like Logic that's going to make one that's both light, durable, made out of great material, just like the iPhone is. So you get that protection, but you still have a thin phone at the end of the day. Well, you can always find uh, our radio show and our TV show up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We uh, broadcast our show weekly on a number of different channels, uh, 
BNN, the Business News Network across Canada. Also, Czech TV Channel 6 here in British Columbia and uh, on AMI, accessible media across uh, the nation uh, as well for the visually and hearing uh, impaired. want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together on a weekly basis. Uh, Andy Brar, my co-host and producer. Of course, Christina Stoyanova, who comes in uh, every week, and the rest of the Get Connected team back at the office. And today, uh, special thanks for uh, Elliot Chun, our, uh, our tech friend, for uh, coming in studio talking about uh, digital locks. That's all the time we have. We'll see you again next week.